Yo, what's happening? John Fitch here. We got another uh we got another Sunday night to re recap the fights. We had a whole weekend of violence and it was pretty great. Um <clears throat> Friday I saw the bare knuckles and the uh one championship fights. I put them both up and I was watching them. Pretty good, pretty good cards, pretty good shows. Um I wish that one FC or one championship was profitable. I, I wish they could actually be a competitor and um but yeah, uh, not really. <laughs> I really enjoy the product. I, I like watching the show. I like watching the presentation. It it seems more professional. I really do like the more professionalism that, that is shown through in those one fights. Um yeah, like I, I, I always wanted MMA to be like a real sport and not trailer park garbage. But <laughs> the trailer park is winning. <laughs> the trailer park is winning big time. Oh <clears throat> yeah, I said uh I I agree. There is there's something up with that whole situation. I was talking about that with my girl. Um Hamzamir talking about Vandalay in the uh, the UFC Hall of Fame. Um, I was there saying Vandalay made me sad recently. He thanked Dana, said he's doing a great job. Yeah. Um, he was being very outspoken and anti UFC for a while. And um, he's kind of like he disappeared from the Fires Association stuff. And um, now all of a sudden he's in the Hall of Fame. So, it's a dirty, it's a dirty business. It's a dirty business. Yep. We're like, like talking about, uh, we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about Costa and Whitaker shortly. Let's, uh, jump off talking about the, um, um, one championship fight. So they're pretty good. And the bare knuckles had some outstanding fights. Uh, there's a heavyweight that I think is just going to be a monster for everybody to have to deal with. Uh, so that'll be fun. Um, but I also had, uh, I had a good day. My, my son got his football equipment first day to get his gear. And, uh, <clears throat> it was cool to see him and in, in football stuff. He's playing, uh, at a club team this year. It's going to be his first year of contact. I'm excited about that. He's going to have like real practices multiple times a week. He's going to have to like get serious. So we'll see how that goes. Um, the most notable thing I saw though today was uh, a 12 year old kid showed up who was probably 6'1, 240 pounds at least. Absolute monster. I could not believe. This kid was was 12. I mean, you could tell when he turned around, you could see his face. He definitely had a kid face. But like uh, he, he was towering over the coaches there. It was unbelievable. I can't believe that they're growing kids that big these days. So it'll be interesting to see uh, that kid play. So luckily they're on the same team. Yeah, yeah. Chloe, scary man child. 
100% scary. <sighs> Hopefully, I'll meet his father or his parents in the in the coming weeks, months uh, of the season, and maybe I can get him to do some wrestling. Let's get let's get him. Let's get. Why don't you come and let me teach him some wrestling? Um, but yeah, let's jump into the one card. I didn't watch all of the fights super closely because I did have the bare knuckle fights on, and and there were some really good fights that I was uh, paying attention to. Uh, the first big fight that I, I watched, uh, Thong Poon. Right? I've seen Thong Poon fight before, and uh, he had a massive knockout, one thirty second round one, one thirty seven in uh, round one. Thong Poon. I just I remember that name because it's an awesome name, Thong Poon, <laughs> and. Uh, He's a monster, monster little guy, at least. <clears throat> there were some MMA fights um, that were okay. Uh, what was the other big fight? Um, all the fights were, I mean, all the fights were good. There's a lot of smaller guys that did have some Walter Weight fights here. I like that they're mixing up, you know, the Muay Thai, small glove Muay Thai and MMA fights like i think that's cool uh and again like for the professionalism the ring the lights everything they do looks like top top notch i just i just know they're not making money so they're not really <laughs> they're not really a competitor to the ufc at all um they had a welterweight fight that was pretty good um hiryuku tetsuka he uh armbarred amorim in round one, that was that was a pretty good display of talent there. Um, who else was one of the big fights? Uh, same same Pech. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Samapech, Fairtex, uh, with the defeat of Mohammed Yunus Raba. Yeah, that was a brutal. That was a brutal knockout. He's a he's a monster. Almost kicked him through the through the ropes. Um, and then the the main the main fight for uh, the one card was Haggerty and Lobo. And I've seen Haggerty fight a couple times before. He is uh, a beast. He's a beast, young kid who uh, just chops on guys. And um, he got knocked down. Uh, I think in the second round he had knocked down by Lobo, but then came back and uh, put him around, put him, put him away. Um, was it round three? I think round three that he finished. So uh, he was tried, you know, got dropped, had to come back. Um, it was, if you guys aren't watching, like there's a lot of quality fights um, and competition going on on the one cards. So I think maybe it would be good if you like fights, if you actually like fights and not just the trailer park stuff that you'll get a kick out of the uh, <clears throat> the one cards. I don't know how long they're going to be around or how much they're going to be able to um, stay afloat and keep getting investors to pay people, but uh, at least the fights are fun to watch right now. Yeah, Super League and uh, Haggerty, that would be that would be tough. That'd be good. 
That'd be good. And and these are like top notch, top notch um, kickboxers, right? And they're doing the kickboxing and and small gloves. So it's basically like most most of the modern MMA fights today, uh, except good, except good, except their skills are actually developed and they actually know what they're doing, and they're not just slot boxing. Yeah, there weren't any, uh, Stephen, there weren't any uh, jiu-jitsu matches on this card that I, just the uh, MMA and Muay Thai crossing over. <clears throat> that was uh, one card. Pretty good. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. I always watch, uh, the one cards when, when I can, when I remember, because they are on Friday nights. <clears throat> And it slips my mind. And I don't always know everybody who they have on the card fighting. So uh, I do miss a number of them. But Haggerty, his name has come up a number of times. I've watched him fight a number of times. He's he's an exciting watch. A uh, very talented fighter, even though he's a smaller guy. I wish one had more, like, big big guys fighting in their small gloves Muay Thai. Uh, next, we have... Bare Knuckles, right? Bare Knuckles had some outstanding fights, <clears throat> right? Um, absolutely outstanding fights. I'm a huge fan of Bare Knuckles. I, I did hear that <clears throat> UFC may be looking to buy them, which is really sad for me. I think that's really sad. I don't, I don't want to see that happen. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm powerless. <laughs> Hopefully the lawsuit coming up. Uh, in April, will 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 hinder their ability to spend money frivolously, and uh, bare knuckles will be saved because I'm I'm enjoying it the way it is. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so we'll get into the the card, the bare knuckles card. Uh, Garrett uh, Rivera, uh, Rivera, I, I have not seen before. I don't know if this was his first. Bare knuckles says he's two and zero. I think the other kid was his debut. He was the uh, um, the prospect. Uh, did not fare so well because Rivera was a monster. He was all over him from from the jump and uh, just outclassing him, hitting him, making him uh, um, making him miss, doing damage. That's good. Oh, Hamzamir saying. Uh, BKFC is not for sale. David rejected Dana's offer. That's good to know. That's really good to know. I'm glad he did that. <clears throat> uh, yeah, Rivera looked tough. Like, I'll be looking out for him in the future. I don't know if... Uh... Yeah, I can't remember if he's fought before. I don't know who he fought, but they're saying he's 2-0. But it was it was tough. It was a good watch. Uh, Brooks and uh, Christensen. Brooks was was really good, really composed. Um, did a great job of making a miss and then landed his own open punches. It's an exciting fight to watch. Um, big Ray and Show. We watched Show fight the Big Show fight before. Um, he's just such a massive 
person. And they found another huge, massive guy to fight him. And it was the prospect today, the Ray here. And um, massive. The guy was massive. And he ended up landing some decent shots, flooring. So, and uh, I think he was the one prospect who, who came out on top for this event. Stud. <clears throat> Gotta respect the bare knuckle guys throwing down bone on bone contact. It's it's uh it's something else. Uh Brown, James Brown uh did a number on Kanakov. He looked really good. Uh, but this is the guy. This is the guy, Kilimitov. Kilimitov, this guy is scary. This guy is absolutely a horror show. Let me get a little bigger shot for you. He's he's uh he's really big. He's so big he almost he doesn't look like a normal big heavyweight. He's just large sized. You know he doesn't have big huge bulky muscles, but he's big. He's tall and uh, he has crazy good space management skills and and his countering like his counter punches were uh, unreal. He won that fight with a punch that was one of the, maybe the most violent punches I've uh, seen anybody land on someone like his opponent had three or four different cuts on his face from the impact. Um, the guy was coming forward as he threw the punch. It was nasty, like unbelievable, unbelievable amount of violence in that little punch. So, I'm excited about seeing that guy fight again. Saying, yeah, one and oh, it was his first first bare knuckles fight. That guy's gonna be scary. That guy's gonna be hard, hard to beat, I think, for any of these heavyweights. Like he's just he just seems very skilled and comfortable in there. Yeah, it's Winkle John Winks and uh Winkle John and uh Those guys. Hamzamir saying that uh, Kilimatov is fighting out of Mike Wingle John's gym. He is the best boxer in BKFC. Does he have a boxing? I didn't look up his history. He's got a boxing record. Oh, he's also in the Bellator roster or PFL roster now because they've They've been uh, combined. And <clears throat> uh, the Kalmus Freeman fight was was okay, but I mean, I felt like Freeman was winning that fight, but he got hurt. Something happened, and the ref stopped it, and Kalmus uh, ended up winning. But I don't like the, both these guys. I don't think they stand a chance against Kilmatov. You know, um, maybe I'm wrong. We'll see it in the future but uh the fight the fight ending was just not very satisfying i don't think <clears throat> especially after especially after the kilmatov knockout because that was just such a nasty punch and we've got uh van camp from indianapolis this was his his first he's one and one to be hfc he looked really good in this fight he landed a beautiful counter i think it was a counter hook on terrell uh, as he was kind of rushing in with his chin up. Um, 
it was a nice it was nice because he was up against the rope and terrell coming in and there was a little exchange he turned an angle and landed that punch and he was just done there was nothing nothing for him to recover from he was just done after that and uh looked looked good it's the indianapolis guy there so he probably probably gets a little work with uh chris lytle maybe even <clears throat> main event was good I, I enjoyed this uh grosu doesn't look like much look at, looking at him but he's he's uh got power he's got dynamite in his hands and if he touches you he can he can put you down and he was able to uh land a solid shot on shavers even though i thought shavers was winning the exchanges and, and controlling the fight really well grosu was able to put hands on him once and and drop him uh he recovered came back and won the fight knocking grosu out but you know he's definitely dangerous uh shavers just looked fantastic big strong good hands good control of distance way to move news you know move really well um i think he's a very very tough bare knuckle fighter gonna be very uh difficult for guys to deal with somebody like that monster like he had really really long reach like he reminds me of uh man who who am i thinking of i totally just thought of him in my head uh old school boxer hearns tommy hearns he reminds me of like a tommy hearns with that really long long reach um but that was yeah it was a good main event that was a good card all around uh i'm super excited to watch that russian fight again because that was that was just a magnificent performance. I haven't seen somebody uh, control the, the ring in bare knuckle fights the way that he has. He looked extremely uh, experienced. I don't know what his MMA record is, but uh, he looked freaking like he was born to fight bare knuckles because he looked it was pretty slick in there and scary. Oh, I'm uh, I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm a puss tonight. I'm only having my coffee. I'm having a little bit of leftover coffee tonight. That's what I got going on. I got to get up early tomorrow, and I'm going to Vegas <coughs> uh, to do trial prep. Yep, we're gonna do some trial prep. So I'll have to um, excuse me. I'll do like a mock a mock dealy where I'm uh, there asking me questions whatever like we're gonna do in the uh actual trial get me ready it's kind of like sparring i guess <clears throat> i might throw in some hard questions to throw me off um yeah something that's very necessary to get done Now we can now we can jump into MMA or the the UFC the UFC fight right uh, at the very end of the show they did announce that they uh, the main event for UFC three hundred right <coughs> which is going to be uh, Piera and uh, 
Hill, Jamal Hill, for the light heavyweight title. And uh, man, so I got a, I got a, I got a DM from someone who uh, was commenting on one of my uh, one of my videos. I had a video that I put up, I think, today about Dauber, Drew Dauber, right? And Dauber was talking about how, you know, his goal was to be the next Donald Schroen. And I was like, man, shouldn't shouldn't guys be aiming a lot higher than just to be, like, somebody who <laughs> who goes in there, wins one, loses one, wins one, loses one? Um, shouldn't you have, like, a championship mindset? Shouldn't that be your goal? <clears throat> and then I got a, I got a text from somebody who's in, involved in the game and – was like, you know, that's that's the position most fighters are taking today. Is we just gonna do it to make money? It's not about uh, fighting to be the best or to be champion anymore because it's not in your control. Like winning isn't enough. Being good isn't enough. If they don't choose you to to sell, they don't choose you to make money off of. You're 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 never gonna make it. They don't, they don't care how good you are because they have it in their head who they want to push. Like I've said this for a long time, that MMA, UFC especially, is not a sport. It's not a sport. It's a production. And anytime somebody tells you, well, hey, I know it's supposed to be a sport, but it's got to be entertainment. It's got to be entertainment. That is proof that it's a production. Because you can't say that about any other sport, period. You cannot say that about any other sport. There is zero sports out there, legitimate sports out there, where you don't move forward when you win. That has to be entertainment-based. That's only pro wrestling. That's only movies and that bullshit, right? So if you think that way, get out of here. <laughs> get out of the sport. We don't need you. We don't want you. You're not welcome. You're not talking about sport. You're talking about some fantasy bullcrap. Go to pro wrestling and do your shit at pro wrestling. Stay at pro wrestling. That that's what you want. Stay away from sports. You don't want sports, right? There is no well. It's entertainment. No sport. Not one single sport in existence other than MMA. The production of MMA does that or says that. <clears throat> As a boxer, your rank gets you fights with other boxers who are ranked similarly to you higher lower whatever so that you can move up the ranks and get higher rankings it has nothing to do with oh he's such a good boxer but he's not exciting that's some production bullcrap that's the stupidest thing ever and if you buy into that you're retarded you're retarded you're a dumb person you're a really dumb person there's not a single sport in existence legitimate sport where they put well, it's got to be entertaining because the sport is entertaining. You either like the sport or you don't. If you don't want to watch wrestling, fine. You don't have to watch wrestling. That's fine. But you don't have to, you don't get to go in and change wrestling to be something other than what it is. You don't get to change boxing or football to be something else. It is a sport. You win, you move forward. Otherwise, it's just pro wrestling. And we all know that pro wrestling makes you gay. It's, it's, uh, it's a fact. 
Uh, Gloy, I see. Yeah, uh, uh, my 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 lawyers look at the look at my social media stuff too. And if I say anything out of line, <clears throat> I'll get a note. <laughs> I'll get a note from them. But for the for for ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, I'm just telling the truth. And you can't have the truth used against you in this case. Sports entertainment is pro wrestling. You're 100% right. That's what it is. It's not a sport. Sports entertainment means kind of like a sport, but not. That's what that means. It's either sport or it's not a sport. You don't get to add another word to it to change it a little bit to fit your gayness. All right? It's a sport. Sports have rules. They have ways that they operate. If you don't like it, go somewhere else. There you go, Stephen. That's uh, really good, right? He's saying, this is a great opportunity for you is a red flag, not based upon merit, strength of record, etc. 100%. Has nothing to do with how good you are. And that's what's really sad is like a lot of the fighters have just accepted that it's just a production that they have no control, they have no actual real control over the direction of their career because as long as the the producers, the, the promoter, has an idea of what they want to do with you, that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. It doesn't matter how good you are. They're going to tell a story that they want to tell. Yeah, and that's the thing. It can never happen in MMA. Um, Fitness Ninja says, dude like Tia uh, Fimo Lopez are good for boxing. The dude makes his own fight cards and makes millions. Dude is talented and smart, business-minded. <clears throat> All right. So yeah, so that was my little side tangent before we get into the fights. Is like it's really sad that there's so many fighters who will just be like, "Oh well, it's just a production." They're basically saying that I understand that this is pro wrestling, and if the if the owner, if Vince McMahon doesn't call you up and make you a star, like you're not going to be one. That's that's gross. It's gross. It's really gross. And people who support it, you're just as you're just as gross. You're gross people. And uh you love Dana White beating his wife. <laughs> you're just more like low low level gross people. Like we got too many people in the world. I'm I'm on the I'm on uh Bill Gates' team on that one. I just think we have the different opinions on which people to eliminate. All right, let's get into the fight card. <laughs> Um, Oban Elliott and uh, Woodburn. What? <clears throat> this was a good fight. Uh, Elliott commanded most of the fight. He looked to be more more skilled, more well rounded. But uh, Woodburn was a powerhouse, powerhouse, and uh, just one punch could have completely changed the fight. Uh, Elliott almost got knocked out. He got rocked once. Um, <laughs> recovered well, but um, he was a pretty, pretty decent 
well too late. Uh, I'll keep an eye out for him. I don't know what his uh, UFC is that his first UFC fight. UFC, UFC, yeah, first UFC fight. <clears throat> so yeah, I'll keep an eye out for Oban Elliott in the future because that was good performance. Um, Barlow and Josh Quinlan. Man, this was a very frustrating fight for me to watch <clears throat> because both these guys were were very skilled, talented. They're they're good, um, but you could tell very very early on that Barlow was a counterpuncher. He was using his athleticism, his length, to get uh, out of range, not get hit, not engage, and then land his big powerful strikes. Which I, which is fine. It's a strategy. Whatever. It's not illegal. Do what you want to. Um, but Quinlan, Quinlan was um, competent striker, but he was not quite on the level of Barlow. He wasn't, he wasn't getting over. He wasn't getting over on Barlow on any of the exchanges. <clears throat> but he's also a black belt, right? This is also MMA. So I don't understand why he didn't have a coach, somebody in his ear being like, hey, man, mix it up. Mix it up this round. You know why? Why was there no real attempt to um, take the fight to the ground, or or even keep it in the fence where he could wear out Barlow with pummeling, pulling on the head, digging under hooks, wrist controls, uh, getting to the fence and kneeing the crap out of the legs? That 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 is a good strategy too, especially if in the first round, if you have somebody who's fighting kind of defensively and running away, put him into the fence. Put him in the fence and beat the crap out of his legs. You can knead the legs big time. That's gonna slow the guy down in the in the end of the second, third round. You gotta you gotta kind <clears> of <throat> do work in the first round to, to get some results later on. But he just kind of kept playing that game, that 50-50 game in the middle. And uh Barlow is just too athletic to be playing that kind of game with. Um Barlow, yeah, Barlow was very skilled though. You know, what's he got? It was his first. It was his first fight. The other fight he had was canceled. Um, but yeah, he, he's tough. You know, not take anything away with uh, Barlow's performance, but I was just noticing like why? Why do guys do that? It's frustrating. You don't have a coach in your corner. He's like, hey man, the thing that you're doing right now isn't quite getting there. You know, because he was he was losing the exchanges. It wasn't like he was like, oh, yeah, getting big shots off. And like it was really hard to tell who was winning the round. <clears throat> it was a close fight, but I think it was obvious that Barlow was winning the exchanges and winning the round. And the judges were going to be favoring, favoring, favoring him on the scorecards. So where's his coach? Hey, man, you got to You got to put him put him in the fence, put him on his back, wear him out. He's going to do this run and pick his shots on you. I don't know. I don't know. Did I miss something on that fight? Huh?
All right, man. So I'll, uh, next, next, uh, next fights, right? We go into the prelim cards, right? That was the early prelims. Now we have the regular prelims. Um, <clears throat> this fight was, was awesome. Uh, Ming Yang, right? Light heavyweight fight. It's good to see some big guys getting thrown in the mix. Ming Yang and Ribeiro. Um, Ming Yang's a beast. He really is, man. He's a big, big Chinese guy. And uh, first round knockout. He's a, he's a stud. I think that was that his first. Yeah, it's his first UFC fight. Yeah, because the other thing was the other one was canceled. So that was his first. The Mountain Tiger. I'll be keeping an eye out for the Mountain Tiger because uh, that was a vicious knockout. It really was vicious knockout. <clears throat> be interested to see what he can do um, at light heavyweight. Because I always like I always like it when they have some new blood to mix things up, reshuffle the deck. Um, Nakamura and Vera, this is a, a very annoying fight because <laughs> Vera is just one of the leg locker guys who rolls upside down, rolls around and just keeps pulling on ankles. Um, Rinya, he he, uh, he was eight and zero. He's nine and zero now after the win, <clears throat> but. You guys tell me. In my opinion, when you got somebody who's rolling under that much, you got to put them in the fence. You got to put them in the fence because when you put them in the fence, they're not they're not gonna um, they're not gonna be able to roll as much. You're able to pin them and push them into the into the fence and keep them from doing all that stuff. And uh, man, because it's annoying. <laughs> it's annoying. Yeah, leg the leg locks they're effective. They are. But this is another this is another thing why I really fully truly believe we need knees to the head on the ground and soccer kicks because it levels that leg lock playing field because there's a lot of the times that you're rolling around and doing that upside down stuff trying to get to a leg foot stomp right you, you stomp on the head or you're in a position <clears throat> to throw knees you're in, a, you're in a position to like start dropping a knee on his head when he's trying to pull on your ankle. I just the uh, the uh, the twelve to six elbow change that may be coming down the pipe. They're going to review it. That that I think could change a lot also in the leg locking game where you're rolling upside down and stuff. Because there's a lot of positions where the head comes up, pop. You're going to be able to land that vicious downward elbow. I posted somebody. Um, opening a coconut. I think it was a one fighter uh, opening Muay Thai guy, opening a coconut, right? With his elbows, doing the 12 and 6. Right? It only took a couple shots to, to bust the coconut open. It's a very powerful strike. And um, if that was allowed, that, that fight might not have gone to a decision. That might not have been a decision for uh, Rinya. <clears throat> uh, and this is one of my favorite fights of the card was the uh, Marcos Rogerio de Lima and Junior Tafa. Now, Junior Tafa was a replacement for his brother. His brother got hurt that weekend or, or that week or something. They had to find a replacement, so they had his brother jump in. So Tafa wasn't really um, prepared for the fight which I think is really stupid career-wise. Like, yeah, maybe they, they gave him what? They paid him 10 and 10, 12 and 12 to jump in, maybe gave him a little extra bonus. Is that 
really worth like messing your career up going in there with a big killer not fully prepared um lima is huge he's a big guy looks like a giant thumb and he threw those calf kicks and tafa had zero answer for them he's only only had to land like four or five of them and that was pretty much what what ended the fight so that's the big thing about uh boxers right (laughs) you know i don't need to take you down as you know as an mma fighter if you're a boxer if I just land a couple of those calf kicks, you're not boxing anybody. <clears throat> um, Lamos brutalized Dern. And then we get into the main card. Okay, so Anthony Hernandez and Roman Kapilov. Um I think both these guys are 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 fat welterweights. I think both of these guys could could slim it down and get down to welterweight. I really do think that's possible. Um, I've fight, I've I've seen Kapilov fight before. He's he's uh, he's good, skilled. <clears throat> um, this is my first time. I think first time seeing Hernandez, but Hernandez he looked pretty good overall. <clears throat> You know, had some decent stand-up, had a little bit of wrestling. Uh, I did not, like, I, I, I hate the, the announcers selling these guys. Like, can I just watch the fight and you tell me what's happening? They're, they're like, they're trying to sell Hernandez so hard, they made me start one to root against him. I had to, like, turn the volume down and phase him out so that I, I wouldn't let their bias influence my my enjoyment of the fight i just it's like the annoying video game announcers who just have like uh a few talking points that they just repeat over and over and over again for everybody during every single fight it's crazy man uh but yeah hernandez i don't know what his he's been fighting for a while like 2019 he started Huh. That's your, and 2019 guys was not like a couple years ago. That was it's five years ago. It's half a decade. 2019 was half a decade. Holy balls! Oh, he lost to Kevin Holland. 39 seconds in 2020. He lost or he beat Rodolfo Vieira. 2021. See, like that's that's what's crazy here too, guys. So this guy started fighting in 2019. He fought twice. He fought twice. Won one, lost one. In 2000 or in 2019, 2020 fights once, loses. So let's say he started his contract at, at 12 and 12. So he w- wins his first one. Right? Was that the first one? February. Uh no. So his first one he lost. So 12 and 12, he lost to Perez. So he stays at like 12 and 12, right? And he wins. So then he gets bumped up 14 and 14, fights once in 2020, loses. So he only made the 14. So he only made $40,000 that year. The next year he fights one more time. He wins. 
So he he got twenty eight thousand dollars, and then his next fight's going to be bumped up to sixteen and sixteen. Then he fights he fights twice and wins. So now he's in survivable. <laughs> he's making enough money to survive, right? Not flourish, but survive. He fights one time in twenty twenty three. I I don't I don't think a lot of you fans really understand how hard it is to train and compete at at a at a high level at this level where like seconds centimeters matter between victory and losing and you don't have the money to even train properly it's ridiculous like the the problems that i had in my career after being let go of the ufc were were financial because being able to train and take care of a family and do all that shit fighting every nine once every nine months for like 30 grand you still gotta pay taxes you gotta pay everybody out so you're not taking that whole thing home like it's almost damn near impossible like you're trying to live as a, a homeless person pretty much and and train as an elite athlete to compete against other elite athletes it's gross. It's really gross. Absolutely horrific. <clears throat> uh, Marab and Sahudo. Marab is a stud. He, I've liked this guy. I enjoy watching him fight. I uh, think he's a funny guy. He's got a funny sense of humor. Um, even for a little guy, he, he's fun to watch. But he completely schooled Sahudo. And I don't know if that's like an age thing or what. But he was able to, to help wrestle him, you know, beat him on the ground, beat him in the stand-up. Um, he may have been able to finish. He, he was my girl, my girlfriend said this, and I think she's uh pretty smart. <laughs> because she's like, if he wasn't screwing around so much during the fight, he probably could have finished him. And like may, maybe, uh, yeah, I think that's kind of true because he was like playing cutesy with Mark Zuckerberg while he's in the middle of the fight focus man focus focus i think he probably could have he could have done a lot a lot worse where is this thing <clears throat> 